Thanks for joining us on the Lex City Church Podcast. We would love to connect with you and help you take the next step at Lex City. So head to lexcity.church and click on Next Steps. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, welcome to the last week of our series. I hope you have enjoyed this series. More importantly, I hope this series has been helpful to you. Uh, I've enjoyed, it's been a fun series to put together and preach, challenging to figure out how to do it all, but it's really been a a joy for me. But I don't know about you, I'm ready, the series needs to come to an end. Uh, I have ran out of green outfits. This is all I got. I'm in the bottom of the closet, so uh, we're gonna have to shut it down after this week, but it's been great. We're gonna take a little bit of a a right-hand turn in the last week of, of our series here. The first three weeks, we've been focusing a lot internally understanding who God has uniquely made us to strengths and weaknesses of there. And this week, we wanna talk about how we leverage those strengths in the lives of other people around us. And it really begins, again, with us having an understanding of what we're gonna see this morning, and that is the innate needs of every temperament. Every temperament, four innate needs. And when we understand those needs of each temperament, it has, we have the ability to then speak life and hope and purpose into those folks because we understand what is there. And so as we talk about these colors this morning, I want you to be thinking of people who are in your life, those you're closer to, and again, a greater understanding of God, what is their unique needs and how can I minister to them? But it's gonna begin with a degree of healthiness coming from us. I reminded, if you ever, um, if you've flown on an airplane, it doesn't matter what airlines or where you're flying, it always starts the same, right? Uh, Our our, uh, flight attendant at some point gets up and they're doing things like this and at this point you've tuned them out, you're just annoyed, they shut your movie off, they're going here and then all of a sudden somewhere in the midst of this presentation, Boom, this thing falls down out of the ceiling, right? And so you've got this, and what do they always tell you to do first, right? Put this on yourself first, and then you do what? You know, take care of the people around you. Well, that's what we're gonna see this morning. The first three weeks of our series, we've been doing this. We've been taking care of ourselves, and today, out of a sense of that health, we wanna learn how we can help those around you. Because again, your greatest impact comes out of your strength, your greatest ability to help others comes out of a point in your own life. When you have a peace and acceptance of who God has uniquely and wonderfully made you and how God can use that in the lives of others. And so again, we wanna put that mask on, but tonight and today we really wanna show how we can look and do that in the lives of others. How do we do that? Let's go back to our key verse that we looked at the very first week found in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29, it says this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up, here's the key, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Our ability to speak and have impact is our ability to understand their needs so we can speak the things that need to come into their lives. Again, every temperament has an innate need, and when you can understand that need, you know exactly what you can speak into that. So for one of our last times, let's uh, this morning again join in with our favorite four color characters as they describe to you and hopefully give us greater insight into what is the innate need of each of the temperaments. Check it out. The sanguine, acceptance, attention, approval, and affection. The choleric, sense of control, loyalty, credit for work, and appreciation. The phlegmatic, the green, is harmony, lack of stress, respect, and feeling of worth. And the melancholy, the blue, is safety, support, sensitivity, and space and silence. So I'm going to ask you, Andrew, when you're thinking about safety, what first comes to your mind when you think about that? I think the first thing I think of is like physical safety. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think the important thing for, 
is really kind of emotional safety. And like I mentioned before, mm -hmm. I'm way more comfortable now going when I'm with close friends that I trust. Okay. Even with physical safety, sometimes I won't even enter a building if I don't think it's safe or I won't go into up to a group unless I think it's safe. Do you ever have that feeling of outside of that? Oh, I don't think I'm as, as sensitive to physical safety mm -hmm. as maybe like you're saying. Mm -hmm. But overall, I'd say I'm probably safety oriented. I'm uh -huh. the fire marshal at work. Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> That's, cool. That's perfect. Yeah, I have huh? a vest. You have a vest yeah. and everything. Does one jump out at you more than another? Uh, the space and silence. Really? Yeah, that's definitely where I feel like I get my energy and where I can work the most efficiently is when I'm by myself in mm -hmm. space and I need time to think about things. You no, know, one of the things that definitely came to mind for space and silence, mm -hmm. um, I live with, I have roommates, okay. and one of my best friends who I lived with uh, is definitely a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and he was always, you know, we'd get home from work and I'd be in my room kind of unwinding. Mm -hmm. and he'd come in and just be like, so what do you want, what do, you want to do? <laughs> and I'd just be like, I'm doing it. I'm already, I'm already doing it. I'm doing here. It. <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> so I think about my poor husband mm -hmm. in the morning and he's just like, I need 20 minutes, please. And I'm yeah. just like, babe, God woke us up this morning. Are you so excited? <laughs> so Look at us, we're alive. Um, which yeah. goes right into acceptance, mm -hmm. attention, approval, affection. Um, when I think about acceptance, I honestly think about my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about this the other day with one of my friends. I think that I, I was that friend that like fought really hard to have friends. Like okay. I would go and get gifts for everyone for their birthday. Mm -hmm. I would like pay for it, want to pay for everything. Like, and I think that it was, now that I'm looking back, I think it was rooted out of a place of acceptance. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I taught myself maybe about four years ago was to celebrate, not criticize. Mm -hmm. What happens, Leslie, when you're invited to a party? Um, <laughs> like, what? I'm probably looking at my calendar to figure out how I can credibly say no. One of the innate needs that the Sanguine really struggles with too is attention because there's a difference. Not every sanguine wants to be center stage. Mm, for sure. What does that mean to you? Um, it's true. I, what's interesting is that my career is just stage mm -hmm. and camera and voiceover work and stuff like that, but I truly get filled up when someone's like sitting with me face to face with their phone down, looking me in my eye, mm -hmm. nodding at the things I say and interacting with the things I say, asking me questions. Mm -hmm. It's like all me. Yeah. Oh, God, this sounds so, so bad that, when you say it. Yeah, well, but you know what? That, that's what some of the sanguines definitely um, struggle with is some yeah. of the things that are your innate needs. Society says, no, 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 no. Not attention, not approval. Mm -hmm. We do not seek those things. Mm -hmm. But you are wired for those right, things. So they need to get it together. So, <laughs> but all really, it's about you being that in your strengths. Right? And what I hear most about for, from sanguines about approval yeah. is, take me as I am. Ask me not to change. You know, I'm loud. I'm sparkly. <laughs> Leslie, right. tell me a little mm. bit. <laughs> as you read through loyalty, sense of control, appreciation, and credit for work. I, I don't see myself as a very controlling person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't. I don't see myself being driven by these things. Okay. So you're telling me that these are my needs? Mm -hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about... Let's what, talk about what, that. Yes, let's talk about that. Because there's, remember, one of, one of your desires or motivators mm -hmm. is control. Mm -hmm. But that is very different than a sense of control. Okay. Okay? okay. There's people who really abuse it and want to be in charge. Right. They are right. power driven. Right. Then there's the cholerics in their 
healthy strengths that understand that a sense of control, all the cogs working together, everybody doing their part yeah, so that you don't have to step in. Yeah, that's definitely me. Even with work though, talk a little bit about a sense of control with work. Um, you know, at work, I, I guess I feel like I have the clearest picture of the destination mm -hmm. that we're headed toward. And I want to make sure that other people stay aligned to that. And mm -hmm. so I guess the sense of control comes from just checking in to make sure that everybody's still tracking toward that destination. A micro micromanager that's telling them what to do and people are following them in fear versus somebody who's right. delegating and it's influential and people want to follow you, okay. right? What if, so, I don't what know if what you I would... were walking to the bathroom and you heard a couple of your teammates talking? What if they were saying unkind words about you? Oh my gosh. What, what would happen? I would be kind of crushed. Kind of? Um, kind of crushed, yeah. yeah. I don't even know how, I, yeah, I don't know what I would do with that. Because mm -hmm. um, that would require some really challenging rebuilding of trust. When I uh, recognize that someone has hijacked an idea or taken credit for an idea um, or not given credit for an idea, anything in that lane, mm -hmm. um, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I, I can get a little injured. The green or the phlegmatics needs are harmony, feeling of worth, lack of stress, and respect. I think of lack of stress as my weekends. Mm -hmm. So um, work, during the work week, I'm passionate about what I do, mm -hmm. so it's okay to have a level of stress there and conflict and, you know, um, different things that we work through. Mm -hmm. But I like to relax on the weekend. So mm -hmm. um, I want there to be some downtime. Yeah. Um, like a to-do list. Um, mm -hmm. Early on in marriage, that there was a conflict around mm -hmm. um, chores and okay. and quality time, where my wife wanted us to get things done, and I wanted us to sit down and connect okay. with each other, whether it's watching a game or watching a show. Um, and so, one of the ways we work through that is having a to-do list mm -hmm. where everything doesn't have to get done. It's kind of like a menu, okay. like. If some of these get done, it's a win. I grew up with a dad who was more red, more choleric. Okay. Choleric. Mm -hmm. More red, more choleric. So he um, had to, um, and there's probably some melancholy too. He had, when he would teach me to do something, it had to be just right. Okay. So mowing the lawn, I had to mow in straight lines and get every blade of grass. <laughs> and no matter how hard I tried, he would find the spot that I missed or that Ooh. I didn't do perfectly. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, I would get frustrated and um, get down on myself or angry right. and would not feel respected, would not yeah. feel like he's trusting me with this and letting me go. Yeah. But like he was micromanaging it. Yeah. So that was difficult. And it, at times I'd be like, oh, I just want to give up. Mm -hmm. um, so... Because when it comes to things around the house, mm -hmm. I can micromanage mm -hmm, pretty mm -hmm. intensely because I can get it done faster, mm -hmm. better, and I hugely value a super tidy space. Um, and so... And how do they respond? You know, not well. Not well. Um, <laughs> yeah. How is that working for you, Particularly, right? I have a daughter who I'm pretty sure I know is green mm -hmm. um, and a daughter who are 
is yellow, and those two in particular mm -hmm. can't respond to my criticism um, and shouldn't have had to endure it, mm. yeah. I guess is what I would say. Like, but here's the thing we want to get out of this session is that the words matter. Yeah, I get you know? that. They get speak, that. you know, not only to our hearts, but to the people we're speaking to. So right now, um, good. yeah, how are you feeling? Are you feeling a little overwhelmed? Are you feeling in a good? Way, good? Though, I think. I, Are you, you feeling know, skeptical? What are you thinking? No, encouraged, mm -hmm. um, but also like, wow, mm -hmm. aware. You know, like, thank goodness there's still time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to work on my words. Yeah. Yes, and there's in um, and, and it's a journey, but there's still time. And I love the power of, of that truth. There's still time, right? If you're a parent and you have kids in the home, or even parents that are outside of the home, there, there's still time to continue to learn and to share and to speak words into them. If you have roommates or work, coworkers, there's still time. We're in this journey kind of together as we go. And so again, a couple of things that would just be helpful. Um, you know, out on your way out at the different stations to learn the innate needs, we've got these wonderful little laminate cards. I think we've still got a few left before they go out. We've been handing them out all series, but I'd encourage you to swing by, grab one of these cards. It has four colors and on the back has their four innate needs. A great thing just to put up on the fridge or somewhere to remember. Those are out there. Or if you're on lexcity.info, uh, I've got this chart that's on there. And let me just remind you and walk through those for you one more time just so you can see it. The, the four innate needs. For the yellow, it's approval and acceptance, attention, and affection, all right, being noticed, being acknowledged is there. For the red, loyalty, sense of control, appreciation, being valued, credit for their work, being valued for their contribution, things that they do. For the blue, safety, sensitivity, support, support being offered, support being provided, and space in silence having time to decompress. That's my favorite line of the day. <laughs> Can you just picture the blue and some of you live this world? Uh, sitting in his room and the, and the yellow comes in. What do you want to do? It's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> you just ruined it. I was doing it just fine. I, I love that part. And for the green, the, the, the needs are harmony, feeling of worth, lack of stress and respect, being asked for your thoughts or opinions. And on the right-hand side of that chart are just four little questions. Now think about these questions in light of the people in your, in your world. All right, think about our yellow. Think about our, our little gal in the video. Here's the question. If, if you would ask this to her, imagine how she would light up. Come, it's always better when you're there. She'd be like, woo, I'm here. We're going to the grocery store. I don't care, woo, you wanted me to come. You know, It speaks into, I'm not annoyed by you, right? You bring life and energy in, in there. To the red, wow, you put a lot of time and effort into this. See, I didn't need to know it was fun. I just need to know that you valued what I brought to the organization, to our family, to the project. You put a lot of time acknowledging the contribution, so important. To the blue, you have a lot on your plate right now, so I took care of this for you. See, I'm not, you're not asking me to join along, you're just saying, I see you've got a lot doing, you're getting a lot done. Let me value what you're doing by taking something off your plate so you can continue. And then for the green, you always have a great perspective, I'd love to hear your thoughts, right? So they're not going to initiate it, but if asked, they've already thought and they have an opinion on the thing. They would love just to be validated by, you've got a lot, what do you think about this thing as we go? If we could just learn those four kind of questions, think about the difference in the lives of our children and our spouse and the significant people in our lives. How do we do this? Let's go back again to our key verse, Ephesians chapter 4. 
two ver- words I want to look at. First one is this, do not let, let's stop here with the word let, I wanted to highlight that one because the word let reminds us this, that we have a choice, all right? Your words are a choice. What is it, Proverbs 18, and the tongue lies both the power of what? Life and death. Let, you have a choice. Here's an easy way, I just read it this way. Every word that you use is a word that you choose. All right? If you got nothing else from this, be reminded you can never use your temperament as an excuse or a weapon. It's not just, this is how I am. I'm just keeping it real, just being authentic, doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Every word you use is a word that you choose. So let, that you have power over it. And for some of you, especially just how you're wired, you need to be reminded certain colors need to hear this truth even more clearly. It's not just the words that you choose, right? But it's the tone that you add to the words that you choose that really is communicating what's there. So the Bible says, let, and what do we let? Let's go to the second part of that. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Key word, any. <laughs> not some, uh, not a little less than we did before, right? It's saying when we are led by the Spirit, when we are Spirit-filled and Spirit-controlled, we should not let any unwholesome words come out of our mouths. What's the word unwholesome? It really, the word just means anything that's detrimental to yourself or to the person you're speaking to. I included both of those because for some of you in this series, this is the hardest part, right? It's detrimental words that you say to yourself. You are so kind and you are so gracious and thoughtful to everybody else but yourself. You give yourself no grace, you are hard on yourself, you beat yourself up, you beat yourself down, and you have become unwholesome to your own heart and to where you are. Remember this idea of this? This thing only works if you get take care of this first, and then out of that space and health, you have the capacity to help those around you. So again, do not let any unwholesome Wholesome words first be detrimental to yourself and then in the context to other people. That the kindness of our heart, right, out of the spiritual healthiness of who God has made us, the overflow is into the lives of other people. That the kindness of what you feel is the overflow there. So how do we do that? Let me give you this morning, just very practically, uh, three keys to building others up according to their needs, right? Three things. Here's the first one. It's simply this, is to initiate the pause, right? Whenever in a conversation, just to initiate the pause. Here's what I mean by initiate the pause is simply before you interject your thoughts, simply take a breath, right? Here's a Listen for understanding, not just for the idea of interjecting your response. Have you ever been there? I can do that so well. Like we can be having a conversation and, you, and I'm done and then you start talking. I'm not really listening to hear your understanding. I just, I'm waiting for you to finish because I have the thought that really is the brilliant thought that will end this conversation and prove that I'm right and you're wrong or I'll solve your problem. And I don't even need you to get to a period. If you just take a half a breath, I'm in. I mean, I sense that was the delay. You were waiting for my input. Listen, oh, initiate the pause. Listen for understanding, not just for response. And for some of you, Stay curious in the conversation. Like in the midst of it, like even with your children, be interested. Like I, I, I wanna understand this. So what do you mean and how are you feeling about that? Just stay curious in the process what a difference it makes to initiate a, a pause. Here's the other reason it's so important to initiate a pause is it gives time and opportunity for the Holy Spirit 
to speak to you and through you in the things that you say. You ever had those moments? Man, I've had every once in a while a great conversation where you're in something deep and somebody pauses and then I share. And then the words come out and they're like so profound and they're meaningful and they're grace-filled and you're like, wow, where did that come from? Because I was thinking about my response. Why, you gave enough time for the Spirit to speak in you and through you. It's what, James 1.19, right? Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Why? It gives the Spirit time to use you in your words and your tone within the moment. So first one is to initiate pause. Here's the second one, is just simply this, is to give grace. All right, to give grace in the context of those conversations. If you haven't figured it out, for most of us, the person that's closest to you is probably the person who is most different from you, all right? Statistics, amazing how we temperament-wise, we pick people very different than us. And so grace towards folks that are very different is so in, important because in this series, you've probably figured out, like, Tam and I, we were having this conversation, we are in the car heading up to our son's track meet yesterday. We've been married 30 years, and we're still like, she's like, I had no idea you thought about it that way. That, that, and, and I, you know, we're, we're realizing this. How uniquely different we are, right? Uh, task processor, people processor, outwardly processing, inwardly processing. And so we are so uniquely different that the reality is we've got to learn to give grace towards one another. And the more we get to know each other, the more sometimes you're like, I, you're thinking about this totally different. I never thought about it that way. That, that my strengths are your weaknesses and, and your strengths typically are my weaknesses. And so we give grace towards one another, understanding that, boy, we are just really, really different. And the more I think I understand you, the more I realize I need to learn to understand you more and how you do that. So give grace. And here's the third one that's so important. And it's simply this, is to celebrate the differences. All right, to celebrate the differences. At your work, with your spouse, in your family, or even here at our church family here at Lex City, we are better, listen, we are better as a family because of our unique differences. The amazing thing about us, if you remember our statistical that we're finding over to about 3,000 folks that have taken this assessment, we are pretty much 25, 25, 25, 25, all four colors almost equally represented. Out of those four colors of equal representation, it's almost split between gender. Half, red, half men, half women on each of the four categories. It's really a fascinating thing. And so I'm reminded of this, that each one of us and each one of you brings a unique perspective, a unique strength into the family in what you offer. Because again, we see it all so different. And so if I can celebrate those differences, then listen, I, I don't have to just tolerate you. <laughs> I don't have to just try not to be annoyed by you, right? I really can embrace and enjoy the uniqueness of what you are. Because in my life, I need reds, and I need some yellows, and I need some blues, and guess what? You need some greens in your life. If we can learn to celebrate the differences that are there, and if we can do that, listen, together, oh, it's amazing, together we are this wonderful tapestry called the family of God. And I love that about who we are as a church family. That it is in that uniqueness that we make this wonderful mosaic about who God has created us to be. So as we close out our time this morning, uh, I, I wanna go back, back one more time to Dr. Edelman. She answers a couple questions. There's been a couple questions that I've gotten consistently through this series, and she answers a couple of those. And so one last time, let's go back to our color folks. Single person here, mm -hmm. I would think the single people watching this would be curious about how this affects who they should be pursuing mm -hmm. and matching up with. And I know right. we've talked a little bit about how 
the same color might not be the best match. Right. Even if that's who we might be initially drawn to. Right. So how does that, should we be staying away from people like us and just going across the Sorry, diagonal? Sorry, well, can't do it, Catherine said no. How conscious of that should we be? I, I think you have to be conscious of it to a point of, but you be authentically yourself and realizing maybe I'm being drawn to this person because they're comfortable, especially mm -hmm. for a melancholy, right? Or maybe I'm drawn to this person because they, their energy matches mine, mm. okay? But you want to know that at the front end. You know, you want to be talking about those innate needs and, and really what's, what is drawing you to each other from the very beginning. Mm. And now that you know the temperaments, you can kind of have this discussion. Sure. Like, what's important to you as sensitive? You know, I see that you were sensitive about that and hear what they say back, right? Mm -hmm. Because really, statistically, the opposite temperaments do attract first. And really, they, they, they create the strongest bond but all the combinations can work if we're authentic and we're seeing the best in the other person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of little kiddos, what's the earliest age that you can start identifying a mm -hmm. um, person's temperament? temperament? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, since you're born with it, right? Oh. Right? It's not birth, but about nine months. You know, really? nine to 12 months, you can That's start to watch. Like, a, oh, wow. like my daughter, who's a sanguine, you know, she at nine months was babbling in the grocery, she would babble oh, yeah. with everybody <laughs> as we went through the store. Bryce, on, he's a melancholy, he wouldn't even go up and get the cookie at the bakery. You know, not, mm -hmm. you mean interact and talk nope. with him? No, no, not, not even as a little guy, he would forego the cookie. So wow. you wanna look at the words they say, Jeremy with your little ones, mm -hmm. the words that they use, mm -hmm. pictures, if you look back at pictures, you can start identifying your children. Like I've seen your child and she is dancing on the lawn oh, chairs, yes, right? So you're starting to get a little idea, right? Oh, yeah. So it's very, it's, it can be quite young. Nine yeah. months. Nine to 12 months. Are there parent-child combinations of mm -hmm. temperament that are more challenging or almost too challenging? Oh, almost too challenging? Mm -hmm. What I see in my office, there's two, two that come up all the time, actually, mm -hmm. and, and they can be a little bit heartbreaking because what happens is the parents bring your, their children to me and they're like, She's not, doesn't want to be on the, you know, cheerleading team or the softball <laughs> team, or he has this great arm for baseball, or he wants to quit, and what's wrong with them? Fix them, right? Mm -hmm. And then I meet the children, and usually the children are lovely. Mm -hmm. Because the children come in, and they usually know their temperament. I mean, they're okay with who they are. Wow. But it's in parenting wow, that we have sometimes the conflict. What I see the most is two overlapping choleric parents. Mm -hmm that have a phlegmatic child. Uh -huh. And all that child is hearing is, move it, get going, hurry up. Why aren't you on the team? The volume's up. Why aren't you more like your brother? You know, that mm -hmm. peppered at a phlegmatic child is really gonna hurt their mm -hmm. worthiness and their respect. Wow. The second one that I see a lot is two melancholy parents with a sanguine child. Mm -hmm. And those melancholy parents come in and, and what the child's, you know, what the child is hearing is, sit still, you're too loud, mm -hmm. right? You're too wiggly, you're embarrassing me. Mm -hmm. Did you ever hear any of that growing up, yeah. right? And every time those words are spoke over a child, mm -hmm. you're dulling that sparkle mm -hmm. of that beautiful sanguine person. Mm -hmm. So we wanna really be careful with the words as parents that we're speaking life words, like Proverbs 18, 21. We're speaking life words and choosing life words instead of death words. But those two combinations 
seem to be the hardest in parenting. So for Tony and my sanguine friends, please don't let anybody dull your sparkle. The way you walk into a room and immediately brighten it up, this is what God wired you for. Your enthusiasm and your optimism is unmatched. But here's the challenge. When taken to an extreme, your strengths can become your weaknesses. In your strengths, you are simply magnetic. But when you're struggling for that attention and acceptance, you can push those strengths so far you step right into your weaknesses. Skip the charm, you don't need it. You are loved and accepted exactly as you are. For Leslie and my choleric friends, God has you wired for a great vision. He gave you the talent, work ethic, and drive to see it to fruition. You are wired for success. Even though you don't see some of your weaknesses as weaknesses, they are. And they could cost you not only personal relationships, but the loyalty and appreciation that you crave. Staying in your strengths isn't about throttling your power. It's about softening your edges, being approachable, leading by example, and leveraging your influence. That's where you'll find real power as the dynamic leader God designed you to be. To Jeremy and my phlegmatic friends, what kind souls you are. You reflect so much of the nature of Jesus. Your calm, patience, and willingness to listen draws people to you. You are gifted to be an incredible leader of people, shepherds, just like Jesus. Where I see you struggle is not being aware of how your lack of words or lack of urgency affects other people. We don't know how to fill that empty space between you and us, so we're left thinking you're bored or bothered. But when you speak up, sharing your ideas and feelings, that's where you'll find the worthiness and respect that you've been craving all along. And for Andrew and my melancholy friends, you are so uniquely gifted, both analytical and artistic. You have strengths that will help you excel through almost anything. But your negative self-talk, judgment, and criticism, it's like quicksand. Instead of spiraling downward, you must work every day to take those thoughts captive. Think instead on what's noble, pure, lovely, and admirable. You may strive for perfection, but God already sees you that way. It's a great thought. God already sees you that way. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. For the beginning of time in your mother's womb, God created you uniquely how God wanted you to be, for his glory and for his purpose. And the key for us is to embrace, to celebrate, to enjoy. To get to a point of spiritual healthiness in our own life that we can take that mask now and give it to those around us. That the words that we use and the attitude and the tones that we share would ultimately speak to their greatest need and their need for Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thanks so much for just these last few weeks, a chance to look and maybe in a new and a fresh way be reminded of how intimately and personally you love each one of us. God, how you have created us so uniquely different from one another. But in that specialness, God is your fingerprint on our lives and in our futures in such a profound way. And so God, help us to continue to grow in our own health, in our own godliness, that who we are would be just overflowing into the lives of others.
God, give us wisdom for the people that are closest to us, even in the weeks to come, on the things that we share and how we share it, and may we give life and hope for your glory. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Hey, next week we're going to begin a brand new series, and we're going to be looking at one of our favorite yellows, uh, Peter. And we're going to look at the book of 2 Peter over the next four weeks. And Peter's going to share with us a little bit about how do we just take this next step in our spiritual journey? How do we grow in our understanding of what grace is and knowledge and who Jesus is? And so that's going to be next week uh, that we're going to get launching into that study again of 2 Peter. One other date I want to remind you of, we've got a worship night scheduled, and that's going to be on March 8th uh, in the evening. Just about an hour, we're going to just get together and just kind of enjoy time and invite the presence of the Lord and uh, just to have an, an evening to really refocus on the things that are important and uh, to enjoy that through time of worship. And so mark your calendars for that on March 8th. Well, again, thank you so much for spending part of your Sunday morning with us. We are so blessed to have you here this morning. If my wife Tammy and I haven't got a chance to meet you, we'll be right out in the Welcome Center and would love a chance just to say hi. Other than that, have an amazing week. Pick up your card and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back next Sunday. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us for today's message. You can stay connected with us through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at Lex City Church. Join us for next week's podcast and have a great week.